0: Hello, happy Monday. I'm really glad to see you this evening amidst rainy, rainy storms. So hopefully weather will cooperate and power will cooperate. And if I disappear or you disappear, we'll just know it was fates of the universe. Yeah. So we are moving our way through a series on big emotion. And I named in the first class grief and anxiety simply because those are both two emotions that I am personally paying attention to and noticing in quite a few conversations I'm having. But by all means, those aren't the only big emotions, right? It could be any emotion in your personal domain that feels big to you, right? That is very present, is very much at the forefront of the mind. Any of those can fall into this series, And we started by talking about a phrase that I initially learned from Tara Brock. The phrase is real and not true. And it's one that I like using quite a bit when I'm feeling really overwhelmed by emotion because the phrase reminds us that what we're feeling is real. That's the real part. My feelings are real. I'm actually feeling them. They exist in my body very, very, very often, however, the thoughts, the stories, the beliefs I'm having that surround those feelings are not true. And so that phrase is an invitation to us not to blindly accept that that's true, but to invite in a sense of curiosity, a sense of relationship or questioning when we're feeling overwhelmed, because it's easy to have the feeling and go right into what the three year old version of each of us would have done. You know, and I, I know last week I talked about, I can't even remember who, but one of my kids having a meltdown, and that's like a daily occurrence with little children, right? And today, can we just take a moment, interrupt this whole series to say, last day of summer break today. Tomorrow, two kids in school, I am pumped. (laughs) So we had a really fun day today. We went to the aquarium. Both of my kids love the aquarium. We go to the aquarium. And as anybody who knows who's been to anything ever with a child, you cannot leave those places without walking through the gift shop. And this is not our first visit to the aquarium. We have been to the aquarium. We have bought stuff at the gift shop. And so I sit them down this morning and I say, we're going to go to the aquarium. And I said, that's what we're doing today. We're not buying anything while we're there. We're not buying anything at the gift shop. We're not going to stop and look. We're not buying anything today, okay? Everybody says, yes, mom, I understand. Okay. And we go, we do the whole aquarium, so fun. And we're tired at the end. We've done a ton of walking. We've been around a lot of people. We're all tired. And now we have to walk through the gift shop. And it's awesome. They have so many cool things. And of course, my kids want everything. And I say no. And they did such a good job to their credit, so good walking through there. And I could feel how upset they were. And they really held it together. And then we make it through, and we're walking down the walkway back to the car. And my four year old goes, Mom, and her like little voice is quivering. I just can't hold it any longer. I'm so upset. I really need something. And she kept saying over and over again, I can't hold it any longer. What an amazing phrase for all of us, because we shouldn't be holding it, right? This is the lesson of today. We're not meant to hold it. We're meant to let it move through us. Yeah. So I want to back up a second. I just got to do a really cool interview for the podcast. For my podcast listeners, the interview will have already aired by the time you hear this class. And for my live folks, it's airing in a couple of weeks. And the interview is with a woman named Carla McLaren, who is an emotion and empathy expert. She literally wrote the book, The Language of Emotions. And in the book, she shares a really important definition of emotion. This definition comes from a sociologist whose name I butchered in the interview, and I'm not going to say it again because I don't remember the right way to say it, so forgive me for that. But this is what this sociologist writes about emotion. Emotion is a biologically given sense and our most important one. Like other senses, hearing, touch, and smell, it is a means by which we know our relation to the world and is therefore crucial to the survival of human beings in group life. Emotion is unique among the senses, however, because it is related not only to an orientation towards action, but also to an orientation towards cognition. The piece I really want to focus on for tonight is this view of emotion as a sense. As a sense, just like our taste, our smell, and our touch, our hearing. So interesting. Because I wonder if, like me, very often big emotion is a problem that needs fixing, right? That would probably be my most standard viewpoint when it comes to really big, really uncomfortable emotion, is what do I do with this? How do I fix it and get rid of it? so that I don't feel it any more. And I think it's so interesting to turn our gaze, to shift the lens we're looking through, that rather than emotion being a thing I have to do something with, it's just another sense. It's the way we experience the moment that we're in. We see it. We hear it. We smell it. We feel it. And each of those senses is giving us information, right? It is giving us a way to make decisions, to interpret what's happening and why it matters and which direction we might move because of it. So different than emotion being a problem. Now, in order for this to be true, you know, I think the thing that happens, just as my four year old reminded us, is when we experience big emotion, the first thing we tend to do is contract around it, right? We clench every muscle in our body and go, oh no, I'm not supposed to be upset because I can't get a toy today. So I got to hold this in. I'm not supposed to be upset because that email felt like it was worded in a hurtful way or because I dropped the ball on something and I feel bad about it. I'm not supposed to act out about that. So let me contract, right? And our mindfulness practice, this definition as of thinking of emotion as a sense, these are inviting us to remember to soften. We're not supposed to hold it. We don't need to hold it. We're going to let it move through us. And as I was writing this talk um, for tonight, a dream I had a couple nights ago came to mind. I really debated sharing it, and you can tell me after class if you're like, don't share dreams, because I get it. It's like they're very personal. Do they ever matter to anybody else? I don't know, but it felt like a good metaphor, so I'm going to share it tonight, and I promise not to do it too often. So in this dream, there's like a big lake, beautiful lake. And on this lake, there is a boardwalk, like a dock, right? A really long, almost like a bridge that goes way out into the middle of the lake. And it's low. It's just a flat right on the surface of the water, wood dock. No railings on the side, just like almost a plank. And I'm walking out on this boardwalk. And in the periphery, there's a big splash. I can tell something has just jumped off the side into the water. And I sort of instantly freeze. And I'm looking like, what was that big thing that just jumped in the water? What's going to happen? And so something swims and like pops its little head up and it's an otter. And it waves at me. And then it dives under the water and starts swimming to where I am on this dock. And again, I sort of freeze in my body and i'm thinking like the fear that's happening in that moment is is this otter going to knock me in the water and i'm sort of frozen just standing there like oh my god don't let this thing knock me in the water and it swims right up to where i'm standing and pops its little head up again and very clearly is like there to play and i just like oh you know thank goodness and all of my muscles soften. And then I'm there to like play with this otter. It was super sweet. But the contraction, the fear had me frozen, right? I'm just standing still. I'm not doing anything. I'm not running away. I'm not moving toward it. I'm just contracted. And the moment I take that breath and soften the edges of my body, all of a sudden, The feeling of the dream has shifted. It's no longer a scary dream. And suddenly I'm like having this magical dream with playing with an otter. It's lovely, but that's not how it started. And I feel like it's the difference between when something big happens and I contract against it. Oh my God, is this going to pull me under? And what if I take a breath, soften those edges, and stay curious about what's going to happen next softening the edges is maybe one of my favorite phrases when teaching a meditation i say it a lot right at the beginning you know we like take our breaths we say now's my time to meditate and then somewhere in there i say soften the edges Because I think it's so natural for us to be in a state of contraction. It's so natural for us to protect in some way. It's like we use the boundaries of our body as a wall and we clench around ourselves. But the emotion, the feelings are already in here, right? We don't need to trap a wild animal. We don't need to hold it. Our work is to soften so that emotion can flow, it can move. Some of you might already know that when we look at the cosmology in the body as taught, you know, I teach this quite a bit, as taught by many of the ancient paths, there are the elements that reside in the body, right? Earth, air, fire, water. Emotion is the element of water emotion is the element of water, water that is malleable, water that changes states, water that is perpetually in motion. It's not meant to stand still. Water is meant to flow, to fall, to drip, And if anything in tonight's talk sticks, perhaps it will be this, that our contraction, our clench is asking emotion to stand still and what it wants to do is move through us. And so our work, if we're going to call it that, is very simply to keep softening, to keep letting go of that urge to grip it and be curious, you know, question it the same way you might question like, what am I seeing right now? Have you ever done that? Like, you're not sure what you're seeing. So you kind of like really focus or you rub your eyes or you blink a couple times. Like, what am I seeing over there? Emotion is another sense. What am I feeling? What is this saying? What is it asking me to pay attention to? We could ask that. Of our emotion. The last thing I'll say before we practice is that it's entirely possible at some point or a lot of points that you find you cannot soften. You listen to this talk and you're like, whoa, this sounds great. And that's not going to happen for me. Or I'm trying and I can't. It's too much. It's too big. It's too scary or too overwhelming. And I want to name that that is not abnormal. That will happen to almost all of us at some point around something. And I think that like anything else, that is just another piece of information for us to pay attention to. Is that saying, I need support from a therapist or a counselor? is that saying, I have to move my body first because I'm so locked up that I need to yoga or walk or dance. Do I need to journal or paint or go primal scream in the woods before I can sit down and physically soften my body enough to let this feeling move through? And if it ever feels unsafe, if it ever feels too big, then you take that work to a therapist, right? You take that work to somebody who can stand with you and help you hold the level of emotion you're feeling. Because whether it is gigantic or just a little flow, either one, it wants to move. It wants to move. And so tonight, as we do our practice together, we'll do this work of softening, just Over and over again, as we sit in this practice, can I soften? Can I let whatever is there tonight move through? So let's do this practice together, yeah? Take a minute, as always, to shift around. Uncrush your legs if they've been crossed for a while. Move around to get yourself into a comfortable seat. Decide if you'd like to have your eyes open or closed. Allow your hands to rest onto your lap. And when you're ready, together, we'll take a deep breath in. And we'll exhale out a sigh. And we'll just do that once more, inhaling deeply. Exhaling out a sigh. Allowing your breath just to flow. Taking a minute to name for yourself. Now is my time to meditate. Now is my time to meditate. And as you say those words, I wonder if this moment can be that first level of softening. Some subtle way that you can say to your body, you don't have to get up right now. You don't have to move or prepare to move. And so instead, I wonder if you could just sit down more, softening all the edges of the body. Maybe even letting them ripple a bit as if the edges of the body were the edges of a lake. Letting your breath flow And letting the full presence of your body drop into the chair or cushion beneath you. Relaxing along your thigh muscles and your hips. Letting go through the pelvis and the low belly. Relaxing all the muscles through the center of your chest. Softening across your shoulders and down the length of your arms. Feeling the neck lengthen a bit. The jaw lets go of any gripping. Letting go of the inside of the cheeks and the tongue. Softening the skin around the eyes. and letting go of the eyes themselves. Feeling or imagining your forehead broadening. Creating a little space behind the forehead. Lifting up the top of the head so that you feel tall and awake. And for a moment, you simply take in your body breathing. You feel the inhales expand. And the exhales gently pull you inward. And you might begin to feel or imagine your breath as a wave. letting this wave of breath, this movement of water, pulse through you. You don't have to force anything here or exaggerate. You're just feeling each inhale in as an expansion outward. And each exhale is a very subtle drawing inward. The waves wash out. And the waves wash in. And our job is not to hold anything. we allow the waves to carry our thoughts we allow the waves to carry our feelings and as we settle ourselves into about 10 minutes in silence will continue to feel the breath and you will likely notice moments where a thought or a feeling has asked you to contract has pulled you into some sort of a clench And each time you notice that, whether it's once or a hundred times, let's see if we can return to the breath. Let's see if we can soften all the edges so that they once again become shoreline. And we let water, we let emotion flow through us. Let's sit in silence here together. Feeling the wave of your breath. Perhaps noticing if there's anywhere that you have contracted. And inviting once again a wave of softness to move through your body. Allowing emotion and breath to flow. You might deepen your breath a bit here. You might start to wiggle your fingers and your toes, finding those edges once again. When you're ready, we'll take a deep breath in together. Exhaling out a sigh. Taking all the time you need to let go of your practice. To blink your eyes open once again. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to The Mindful Minute. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving me a review wherever you get your podcasts. This helps others to find the show. And let's face it, we could definitely use more meditators out there. The Mindful Minute is recorded on Muskogee land and is produced with the support of Michael Sayhouse and Brianna Nielsen. To join my live classes, ask questions, or learn more about my teacher trainings, please visit merylarnett.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next week.